Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the welcome community for transplants. Jacksonians welcome, but not necessary. In this episode, I chat with Otis Wright Jr., native of Tallulah, Louisiana. from Tallulah, Louisiana. That's right across from Vicksburg, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so that's where everybody gets their, well, used to get their lottery tickets and their liquor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So how was it growing up in Tallulah? Because I have to say, I say this a lot, so you may or may not know this. I'm from New Orleans, and growing up from, well, being from New Orleans, the only place that is of significance is New Orleans. And like, I've learned more about a lot of cities and towns in Louisiana post leaving New Orleans. So like, what is Tallulah like? So Tallulah is a small uh, Delta town. Okay. Um, Of course, it's it's part of the Louisiana Delta. Um, We have the, it's part of the Mississippi River Delta just on the Louisiana side. Okay. And it's a small uh, rural town. We are surrounded by agriculture on every side. Okay. Uh, we sit on the, uh, we are, we actually intersect I-20 and Highway 65. So there's a lot of traffic that comes through all day long. Um, but yeah, we're a small town. I think our population um, right now is somewhere maybe like 9,000. Okay. Um, well, that's we were, not that tiny, though. Well, we were once considered a village. We used to be the village of Tallulah until, like, 1980-something. I could be a little off on those days. Okay. The exact date. But, yeah, up, up until the 80s, we were considered a village. Okay. And so, um, But, yeah, it's a small um, rural town. Um, everybody know each other. Everybody I bet. Almost kin to each other. I so bet. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just one of those good old towns that's, you know, um, all about the sports, uh, basketball and football. Then was like very very serious. Okay. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it was kind of kind of one of those towns. Um, uh, I can't say that we were pretty close knit. Um, you know, kind of like a a little, little close knit town. Yeah. Okay. Um, is the food good in Tallulah? The food is uh, good. Uh, we, uh, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. That uh, I'm kind of upset because there's not really a lot of mom and pop spots there. And there oh be. yeah, yeah. There's there's really and yeah. I'm kind of saying to say this. Is, well, no, I'm trying to say it, but it's just irking me that <laughs> that there is nothing that you can come there and say this is Tallulah. This is yeah. And yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to work on changing that. I'm trying to encourage people because Tallulah, I mean, every other household has a awesome cook. I bet. Yeah. It's like, I really won't now, but I will say this. Um, we were a town that did have 
mom and pop spots. We had mom and pop uh, barbecue joints. We had corner stores were a yes. We were the backbone of Tallulah. You had so many independent and uh, uh, in, in, in business owners there. And yeah. Like, now all of those stores are closed. So yeah. that's something that I really want to do, like a real article on. It's like all those mom and pop corner store yeah. really took care of their people. Yeah. Um, we didn't have to go all the way uptown. We call it going uptown. You, downtown. You know what? Uptown. <laughs> For a small town, it sounds a lot like what I grew up off. Um, it was pre-Katrina, but right. corner stores were the thing. It's like you can get a few groceries from there. You can get food from there, like hot food from there. You can get some essentials from there. So I told people, like, really, like, going to the grocery store a lot or going, like, to Walmart, even Kroger, like, that's definitely something I did more of out here. Like, we did more neighborhood grocery stores, and I think, really, that's how it's supposed to be anyway. So, I don't know. That might be something we could work on later on. But I definitely, there was definitely a corner store in everybody's neighborhood. It was always something within walking distance. So, yeah, and and I tell people, even for the corner stores that still exist out out there, that food is way better than any restaurant food. Even, like, the, you know... The popular New Orleans restaurants, like the corner store, but I would never like. Normally, I don't tell people to go to corner stores. So I'm like, y'all are not familiar, and uh, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want y'all to get like, whatever, uh, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, yeah, okay. So how, I, I guess you grew up with like knowledge of. Did you grow up like knowing about Jackson and stuff? Um, yeah, I had um two aunts that um that graduated from uh, law school over here. Who okay. Yeah, they, um, as a matter of fact, one still, one still lives here, um, and, um, the other moved back and started her, her, her business over in the, um, in the, uh, hometown, but yeah, so Jackson was a place that we used to come, maybe, um, once a month, uh, we would come over, and, uh, of course, you know, there was, uh, the Metro Center was the, the biggest mall. Yeah, in the region, yeah. In this area, so we would come over here at school shop, and, you know, different stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I've always, uh, I've always known about Jackson, but I never really thought that I would end up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like Metro was okay. Like when I first arrived, it was starting to be like at the beginning of those stages of going downhill, but not. I, it was fine for like the first couple of years, I think, yeah. at least on the surface. Yeah. But right. so, but back in the back in the nineties, like. You know, when I was in elementary, junior high, and we would come over here, like, it was, I mean, it was booming. I mean, it was people, I mean, you probably couldn't walk no further than three feet without almost bumping into somebody. That's oh, wow, how, yeah. Yeah, that's just how, yeah. Well, you know, Metro Center, you may or may not know, has been bought, so we'll see what it'll be like. I'm, I'm still um, wondering what its use is going to be. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for, for the Metro. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the whole uh, Jackson uh, period, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson is Jackson is a good place, man. It's a, it's a good it's a lot of good people here that's trying, and uh, I think we just got to keep everybody kind of motivated, keep everybody lifted up and praying, and just keep on going forward, man. Because Jackson is Jackson is a great place. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a conversation me and you had, kind of like in the DMs. How long have you been here? So I've been here. Um, I moved here in two thousand. I moved here. I moved here. Uh, I started working here in October. I, I officially 
found a house out, out towards Raymond. Uh, that's where I stayed at first. Mm-hmm. So that was November 2008. That was the same, the same week that Obama was getting uh, inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Uh, same week that he had won. That was, that was when I officially moved over here. Okay. I think that was November 2008. Okay. Yeah, you seem like you've had such a pleasant experience with the people here. <laughs> I guess some of them are okay. So, like, what exactly do you do? Because you told me you were a farmer in Mississippi, and I was like, well, in Jackson, I was like, I'm starting to see more and more of this. I'm like, how is it that you can be a farmer in Jackson? So, what exactly do you do? All right. So, um, I'm the farm manager for Jackson Medical Mall, for the for the Jackson Medical Mall Foundation. Um, the Jackson Medical Mall Foundation uh, is housed in the actual Jackson Mall Medical Mall. Of course, mm-hmm. you know that the Jackson Medical Mall used to be the Jackson Mall. Mm-hmm. It said it vacant for a little bit over a decade and a half. Yeah. Something like that. I might have my days, I mean, I might have my days a little bit off, but Dr. Ava Shirley, um, knew that, you know, African-American people in that area needed medical assistance. And mm-hmm. uh, he had a great idea about taking this building and, and turning it into a hub of medical resources for people. And so that's where I actually farm at. Now they formed the Jackson Medical Mall Foundation. Mm-hmm. They, they're the ones that uh, manage the whole mall. And we, ha- we have a lot of different programs. And so one of the... Uh, one of their programs is the whole uh, urban and community farming. Okay. And this is where I come in at because, you know, they saw it as, you know, if, if we are providing all these different avenues to uh, health, these all these pathways to health, uh, we need to be growing food too. And right. so they actually brought uh, a lot of property that is around the mall on Bailey Avenue and uh, Livingston Road. That's mm-hmm. what they have a lot of uh, vacant lots and they were like hey let's turn these lots into food plots and so um hence you know that's that's where i come in at. Uh, and so we uh right now we're farming on a little bit over an acre and a half okay uh, we have a we have a farm well we have a garden site that is just strictly for we call it a open air garden because we let the people come and pick oh that's cool yeah, we don't put any there. There is there is no fences. There is no restrictions. Um, some now some people do kind of go overboard and they take add, you know advantage of that because some of them might come in there with a with a grocery bag and just pick and pick and pick. But I was going to uh, ask, is that something that's kind of um, like is there security or something associated? Because I know some community gardens sometimes it might be where you know if you participate and help planning things and you can get what you need so like so but this is just open to anybody at any time open this is just open this is just just strictly open they said that you know that, that they wanted it to be friendly uh right now i'm looking at some friendly fences <laughs> uh, you know and, and that's just to make sure that everybody is is kind of being served right uh, but i will say this we we planted so much and god really really blessed us he really blessed that that's their plot of land to produce. I mean, I, you know, it, it was just, I mean, it's, it was such a bounty. It was such a bounty for harvest to the point where I was still able to go over there and pick and sell at our farmer's market while people were coming there every other hour picking. So let me ask you, because I don't speak farm, 
what exactly do you guys have there? <laughs> okay, so um, we pretty much grow um, everything. Um, I have cherry tomatoes, regular tomatoes, squash, zucchini, cucumber, eggplant. Um, I have broccoli. I have uh, collards. I have okra. Okay. Um, you mean just, everything? Yeah, spring and summer. And then the fall, of course, we have all of your uh, leafy greens and cabbage and, um, uh, you know, just, you know, the, all, all of the seasonal stuff. Okay. So let me ask you, you said farmer's market. Which farmer's market? Is there one that you guys sell specifically right. at or do you go, are you guys on High Street? No, no, no. We, we actually have our own farmer's market, which is located right there in front of the Medical Mall Gate. It's an old building. Oh. Uh, it used to be a, I think it used to be a hair supply store or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and... That, that was one of the properties that, that, that the Medical Mall bought, and it's just sitting there. So we decided, hey, let's turn that into a, to a farmer's market. So, How long has that been a farmer's market? Um, we only got started in uh, this this past fall. So you probably okay. didn't see it, see it a whole lot because we're pretty much just getting started doing that part. I've, I've only been with them now for two years. It'd be three years in October. Okay. Right? You know, this is why I like doing this podcast because I would have had no idea like that you guys were doing it. And like I saw like you tagged me in something um, earlier this week. But the reality is for most people, just FYI, like I post to social media or I respond to stuff. But I'm like rarely on there just like looking at stuff. So I'm not as abreast of things as people think. Even if they tag, tag me and stuff, sometimes I probably won't see it because I'm on social media less even, you know, like even now. But, um, yeah, so that's why I like doing this because I find out about new stuff all the time. And then it's not only an option, um, you know, for me, but it's an option for everybody else, particularly people in that community. You know, like they don't have to travel to a high street because there's one in their neighborhood. Or maybe they want to switch it up and leave the one that's on the high street and go to the one over there, you know? So, um, okay, that's that's really cool. So that's good to know. Like, how often is, is are y'all doing it right now, too? Or are y'all... Um, yeah, we... Um, I actually have an open for, for any farmers who, who actually have produce. Oh, wow, that, okay. That they are harvesting now. Um, but the situation now is that you're not finding a lot of farmers besides those few that, that go to the farmers market on high street. It's not a really, it's not a large group of farmers now that really want to come and sit. Um, they don't make it come and drop off. Okay. And I just personally, and you know, that's, that's a fine because we're getting to the point where we're going to be able to uh, manage and have people there to help, you know, to help with everything. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, it's such a story. I, I, I really want the farmers there because they can tell their own story. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can understand part of it. If you spent all week farming and then you got to sit there all Saturday, it's like you probably don't ever get a break, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I, 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 do want, I, I do encourage farmers uh, to come and, and so they can tell, tell their own story. Yeah. Yeah. I said during the last episode that um, although I kind of was exposed, not really to farming, but my grandfather loves plants and planting stuff. And we had like a couple of fruit trees and stuff growing up. But even right now, he loves doing that. And I feel inspired to do that now, just probably because I have more time on my hands, kind of. So, but um, I, I'm not 
the interesting thing is I don't like outside like that. I have been getting outside more often because I'm in a house all day. So it's like I need like fresh air and to take like my daily walks. But uh, I really don't like outside. I, I detest grass. I'm kind of, I have some allergies too. So I don't like touching grass. I hate dirt. I hate worms. So I mean, it's going to be interesting me trying to try this out because it's like I don't want to touch any of these things with my bare hands. So I don't know. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be a little tough on you. Uh, and with and with me, I, I come from a from an agricultural uh, background, so for me, it was just kind of something that I actually was. So, so I did go to college. I, I, I did go to all corner management at Econ. Okay. There was times like between where I'm, where I am now and five years ago, where I thought I could get away from it, but it's just in me now. To yeah. This is like you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a question because I said this during the last episode. I just want to like reconfirm: Are worms basically like mini snakes or no? No. 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 Do you ever come into contact with mini worms when you're out there planting stuff? Yes, because I mean, honestly, uh, and I, I did, this is something that you can see on my Facebook Live. Which I tell people, if you if you if you don't see these these three, uh, or these four, uh, you have a problem. If if you don't see toads or or frogs, if you don't what? see what, seriously, listen to me. So. If, if you don't see amphibians, if you don't have any amphibians or a few reptiles on your place. Something is wrong with the local ecosystem. Uh, those are both land and water uh, living organisms. And and if you don't see those, that means something is seriously wrong. Uh, worms are amazing. Uh, they are probably one of the, besides having bees, they're probably one of the most beneficial uh, organisms that you can have on your place because they fertilize all day long they and they also keep the uh, soil loose uh and they they actually do it's called uh uh vermiposting and that's actually uh them when they are uh breaking down when they are actually uh using the bathroom that stuff is super super fertile so everything you see in the soil um uh, is pretty much coming from them you know that that's that natural fertilizer and they i mean if you don't have worms you have a problem Bottom line. So it's not looking good for me at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Worms are worms are farmers' best friends. What what about like like a like a little window garden inside of my house? Do I still need worms like in the cup? You know how you have like the little kindergartners growing stuff? Right. You can you can you can add worms. Oh no. I I'm trying to avoid the worms part. (laughs) Well, I mean no no no. You can you can you can buy the the, the basic potting soil and you know you should be able to uh, use that probably maybe two seasons after two seasons you're gonna have to add something to that you might have to add a little fertilizer to it uh, might might have to add a little lime or something like that just to keep it right but yeah. you know, but yeah, nothing nothing beats that natural dirt though and you got them worms moving and you got them toes and frogs jumping and <laughs> and you got the bees pollinating it's not looking good for the home team over here. Yeah, no, 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 no. Come in, come in, come in. I'll tell you what. If you come in, uh, give me, if you give me two days on, on some good pretty days, I, I can change your mind about it. And then when you realize. Are you, now, now, I told you not only do I think worms are snakes, 
but I don't like touching dirt. I don't like even being outside. You're telling me that you can change my mind for somebody who does not even like being outside. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can change your life. Like, like I don't even do spring and summer as a season. Like, all I do is fall and winter, and like I hibernate. Like, I don't even like picnics. People are like, hey, I'm having a picnic. I'm having a barbecue, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be there because no, it's outside. Like, that's the type of person I am. No, 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 no. Come in, come in, come and hang out with us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, as, 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 as long as you're not scared of hard work, you know. Absolutely, of- I'm scared of what do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm not trying to do any physical labor. <laughs> oh, man. But now farming, farming, uh, farming and gardening might not be for you. If, I'm, I'm going to try it out, though. I'm going to try please, please. I want to come see. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything, though. Like, maybe, like, start me off slow. Like, how can I grow a leaf? Leaf? Yeah, like a leaf. (laughs) Okay, so tell me about the Egg Eco. So, Egg Eco, we are a small consulting company. Uh, We actually uh, help people who have, like, USDA grants. Okay. we help them manage those grants. We help them write those grants. We help them execute those goals. Um, and also the actual, just the actual physical part of the actual farming, like at the actual farm planning. Okay. Uh, getting people's farms and gardens set up. Um, we also have a, as a, we have a education piece that we do, you know, for the kids too. So any kind of uh, after school program. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty much Eric. Pretty much the same work I'm doing now, but it's just kinda of broad. Like I said, we uh I actually worked uh, when I moved over here, I actually worked for the Mississippi Association of Cooperatives. Okay. And and um so they they were a they they are a organization that deals cooperatives among um minority farmers and and so that's what introduced me to that part so we can help with that. And I also ran a USDA 2501 outreach program that, that uh, Tougaloo had. I did that for about three years. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, just pretty much, man, any kind of programmatic, pretty much every aspect of agriculture, we can pretty much cover. Okay. All yeah, right. That's cool. Um, so, so how do you think, is this something that you see of importance in a place like Jackson, the Jackson metro area, or are you doing work in a Delta, like the more, I guess, rural and agricultural mm-hmm. areas, or is this something that can happen even in a city like Jackson? Right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm real glad that Jackson said working in, in more of an urban setting was a culture shock for me because even being over here, all, all of my work was dedicated to the, to the rural areas. So mm-hmm. I was I was in rural uh, Madison County. I was in rural uh, Rankin County. I was down in Jones County, around the Pelham, Mississippi area. And then when I came to Tougaloo, I had every, I had all thirteen counties of, of the Mississippi Delta. So everything has been rural for me. So coming here to Jackson, we're actually working here in Jackson and being in the urban setting. Yeah, it's, it's it's totally different. But here's the thing about it: our people in both rural and urban settings are dealing with the same issue. Yeah. When it comes down to food and poverty, right, and and, and having access to it, so uh, yeah, it was different, but it's the same issues. Like people way out in the country have the same issues that people right here in the uh, in the actual city had. Okay, and so that's yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So yeah, so doing this in Jackson is is definitely uh, 
beneficial because we are decreasing uh, food uh, deserts, but we're increasing access to healthy food. Okay. You know, we have people that come and pick and be like, you know, sometimes I don't have an extra 10 or $15 to spend on on uh, vegetables, but I know I can come here and I can get enough where I can take home and I can feed my family something healthy for a couple of days. Right. And so, yeah, so yeah, Jackson, Jackson can be that, he kind of kind of be that bomb um, over that that uh, wound. You know, we can we could be that 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 uh, soothing bomb. Okay. Uh, when it comes to that, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So normally I would ask, huh? No, I was saying growing uh, coming coming up in a in a, in a place like uh, you know to uh, Lula, you know, we were raised to kind of kind of kind of take care of of the of the next person. You know yeah, that's good. So I can definitely say that I got that from my hometown. Yeah, being cautious and being uh, being concerned about other people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So I I normally ask if there's like advice or recommendation for transplants, like how to adjust to Jackson, how to make friends, things to do, places to go. That's a bit challenging right now because you're supposed to be at your house unless you're essential. But, so, I mean, like, w- how are you dealing with, because I know you're still working, but, like, how are you dealing with everything that's going on? What's some advice you have for transplants to kind of stay sane, maybe? Okay. <laughs> well, for, the, for, the, for the transplants, I would tell them this, uh, the same thing that I would tell people who are who are native here. Yeah. Get out in the sun. Yeah. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be around a whole lot of people, but get out in the sun. Um and just you know, just just keep a take on your um on your 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 uh, your uh, mental health. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been kinda of rough on me, you know, even though I'm I'm able to be outside and stuff, but just thinking when I do have to go to the to the grocery store, I don't wanna come home and I don't wanna give my uh, wife uh something, you know. Right. When you go to Louisiana like uh, I'm gonna have to go to Louisiana Friday. I'm gonna have to go up there like first day, and so it's like you know I want to be cautious. I don't want to go around my parents who are who are older. And right. I don't want to get them sick. So it's a lot of it, it, it has been a strain. But I tell you, I'm a, I'm 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 strong on on a on a faith, and I, I just really believe that you know we just need to be cautious and just keep your mental health straight. Make sure you checking on yourself. Make sure you checking on others, get outside and find something to do exercise at home. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in the process. I was hitting the gym hard because I'm trying to lose another. Well, I've lost 20. I'm trying to get down to, I'm trying to lose another 40 pounds. Okay. And all of a sudden this happened. So I'm like, okay, I can't let this uh, throw me off. You know, so I'm going to work every day and I'm working hard there. And then when I come home, I try to walk, I try to exercise, you know, do some do some weights at home. You know, just 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 make sure you keeping yourself up. You know, don't allow yourself to, you know. And then sometimes it's good to kind of turn this news off. I, that's what I was listen. I have said that for the last several episodes, and really, yeah. it was something I practiced before this even happened. Like I right. literally, I don't watch the news anymore. That's just period. If I come across news like on social media, I figure if it's important enough, I'm gonna come across it. That's that's really how I feel, and I feel like if I don't, somebody's gonna let me know, and that's been working for me for years. And that's why I say I've minimized social media. I already kind of minimized social media prior to this happening, but before, like now, like I said, I'm literally, 
unless I post like some foolishness or I'm responding to someone, I am not on there. I am not scrolling on there. So just because I got tired of constantly seeing it, constantly seeing that I really, I don't need a reminder. Like we're at home, we're stuck at home because of it. So I don't need the constant reminder. I know on Twitter, I was able to mute a lot of words so I can move around on Twitter a little bit more freely than I can on Instagram and Facebook because I pretty much mute anything related to it. So I'm cool there. But um, I've told people that like you literally, and you have to uh, decide if it's you want to be informed or just addiction to like sad news, you know, because you're like, you don't need to check in. Cause I used to be like that. I used to check in. I used to watch the morning news before work. I used to watch it or check it. Like when I got to work, I used to check it at lunchtime. Basically whenever the news is publishing a news story, I used to check it when I got home. Then I had to see that 10 o'clock news. Um, even like subscribing to like some newspapers are helpful cause you can just get it that one time and maybe hit that and keep moving. But I just don't think it's necessary to be glued to social media or to news right now. Like you said, mental health. And I've been new that my mental health was linked to it for a while. So like I said, I'm good on there, but even you mentioning some, like, as I told you, I hate outside, but interestingly, Daily walks are so important to me. Like when it was raining the day before, I was like, what am I going to do? Like I can't get, I can't walk like I usually do. And I used to be a person who enjoyed to walk outside over being in the gym and then something happened and I became bougie and I was like, oh, I don't do outside and I don't do sweating anymore. But um, now, and it's something I definitely want to keep up. Like I used to take two walks a day and I want to kind of get back to that now. But yeah, so I I definitely co-sign on that. Like I said, I've been saying that on every episode since, um, I've been recording through this time. Just, like, you guys do not have to, like... And, look, just try it out and see how much it improves how you feel. Like, it doesn't... You know, you're not as anxious. You're not as paranoid. You know, if you just, you know, kind of limit it. Or, you know, like I said, I've eliminated it completely. So, almost anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything you said makes sense, um... So yeah, we just we just really gotta be yeah we just we just gotta be on our p's and q's and yeah everybody is asking me do I feel like everything is gonna change after this and I'm saying I think in some aspect but I think that after six months people uh, go back to just doing the same thing and you know and yeah so well know. you know I I feel like in a sense. I desire normal, but also like it's gonna be a new normal, just like. You know, and I i don't think I told, I don't know if I talked about it here, but I know I definitely have blogged about it. Like, I thought going through Hurricane Katrina was my catastrophic event. I'm like, I went through this. It was hard. It's still challenging. Stuff is not the same. Even if they rebuilt the city, like, my family is all separated now in different places. And so nothing, it's not the same, you know, and it's just something you adjust with over time. And it's been like um, almost 15 years since Hurricane Katrina. And it's just, it's still challenging for um, me and my family and, and people who experience it in general. So I think it's going to be the same thing where, you know, of course, we're going to be happy for our freedom and to be out. But there are going to be certain things that are going to take time to heal. And I'm talking about beyond the economy because, you know, money comes and goes, especially for a lot of us. You know, if you barely been making it a college student or a graduate, a lot of debt, like we barely were surviving. So 
that's not the um, biggest challenges, but like mentally or losing people throughout the process, you know, is something which, like I said, I, that's stuff I experienced during Katrina, like losing people, losing property, um, things, um, you know, like that you can never get back or never is the same. So I think it's definitely going to be a new normal. Um, you know, I can even see, you know, they're saying they're trying to estimate when some things going to be open. I already know that I'm going to wait even longer <laughs> before I start doing the things I used to do. Like you can, you can open up the movies if you want to. I love the movies, but I'm not going to the movies anytime soon. Um, I had a lot of travel planned too, and we want to see our family, but I don't know if we're going to be jumping on a plane anytime soon, you know, so tell you the, the that's a good thing about us was we had just came back from mexico and that's that's when they were shutting things down we came back uh march 13th or 12th. oh yeah you were close we, yeah we we ran it close and um yeah and then that that, that next monday like chin now you know everything's sitting down like wow where we got a chance to go because um because I know, like, now, as far as work, I was going to be super busy, and I probably wasn't going to get a chance to really take a break. Right. And so going that early part of the spring, like, I was really looking forward to it. And we were kind of worried because, they, you know, they were already talking about shutting down, you know, shutting down some things. But our, our, cruise, uh, our cruise people were like, no, everything is fine here, you know, everything is on. And so we went and had a great time and came back and... Yeah, chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, I went to Mardi Gras right before, and interestingly, oh. I planned to go, and I said, no, I'm not going to go, and I said, okay, I'm going to go, and I'm, it was just me and my daughter, so we made it like, you know, like a girl's trip, and, yeah. you know, people were like, well, be careful just because New Orleans is a Raleigh city during Mardi Gras, and I said, oh, no, I'm only doing stuff that local people are going to do. This is not stuff where it's going to be like a big crowd, and right. really... I am so glad I made that decision because that probably saved like our lives or saved our health at a minimum because we weren't in those big crowds with a bunch of people. So we're in a small crowds, like I said, and doing stuff um, away from a lot of people. So that saved us. But at a minimum, I was happy to see my family during that time because I'm not sure when I'm ever going to see the rest of them again, you know? So I was glad I had that opportunity like to see them and hang out with, um, of my family but like I said I was even more glad that I made the decision to no we're not going to the big stuff we're gonna go to the small stuff you know and um so yeah but um yeah like we were looking really lucky even my family that was out in the crowds you know like we all were lucky so um yeah so do you have anything else like any more advice for these people um no just, just, just stay prayed up and yeah. uh, just try to be careful out there, man. Uh, you know, try to look out for the for the next man, and and if you can, stay stay away as much as possible. Uh, I understand everybody, you know, can't afford to stay at home. Some people yeah. are, are laid off, and I know how hard that is because I've been uh, laid off too, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been laid off in the, in, in the past. So um, I definitely understand that. So uh, we just hope and praying for for better days. Also, if there's anybody that's been uh, laid off, there are a lot of, and you probably, some people probably worry about the credit. And yeah. There's a lot of different programs. Uh, I would encourage people to contact your credit card people. Yeah. Banks, and uh, because these programs are out there, but they don't always tell you. So you have to ask for these things. 
Yeah. And everybody is being affected by this. So make sure you go and you contact your financial institutions if you have car payments or house payments. Let these people know, hey, I've been laid off. And, you know, that you know, it's a lot of different programs that they're supposed to be waiving things for a while or taking, you know, half, you know, taking 50%, you know, yeah. things in half for a while or, you know, maybe skipping months and then you just have a extended payment plan. So make sure that you reach out to these people. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I know, like, the water bills is is suspended in Jackson. I know energy is also working with people, your phone company. So that's a good point. Like I said, um, financial is hard, but you know, like I said, for some people who barely, uh, <laughs> for some of us who barely been surviving anyway, I'm like, oh, this is just like everyday life. But um, yeah, that's, those are all good points. So what do you want to do when we can finally travel freely? What I want to do, I want to um, probably have a little, how we call it now, kickback. Yeah. Um, I want to go home and I want to barbecue. And yeah. I want to um, maybe, you know, boil some shrimp and crab legs. Yeah. And everybody over and, you know, but I'm, but really to balance with you, I'm, I'm so cautious now to the point where I'm telling people like, we might just postpone everything to like next year because <laughs> I mean, this, this thing is not going to go, you know, everybody's talking about in another 30 days. This thing is not going to go away in, in 30 days. So to be honest with you, I pray to God that all my loved ones are still here. I pray that I'm here. Yeah. And I don't, I would really be true to be real. I don't even want to make any plans. It's like, let me just go, let me just pray and let me just put my faith in and just see how it turns out. And then if everything good by September, then we'll come together, we'll do something. But if not, you know, we'll continue to Zoom and, uh, you know, video call and chat and all that. That's yeah. You know, you just don't want to take any, any kind of chances, especially when you have small children and, like, older people. So, right, right. You know, I mean, I would love to get together, but honestly, it's like, I don't I don't know when. Well, so, I know I, I probably, like I said, I probably won't peep my head into the news until, like, May, like mid-May to see what's up. But, um, yeah, like I said, we had, it's so interesting because I think I had more travel planned this spring and summer than, like, I've had ever probably in my life. So I definitely am going to, like I said, pop in in May and see, like, mid-May, see what's going on. Because, um, like I said, I would like to see, like, my parents and my grandparents. And I know my, you know, especially, like, older people who don't have, like, smartphones and my grandparents, I know they're aching. They can't see my, um my daughter so I don't know I'm hoping those are probably my only travel plans I don't like foresee myself being comfortable like flying anywhere this year period to be honest so you know besides like the family that's kind of nearby kind of pop in pop out I mean I think that's going to be the only travel I do this year but you know we, we never know I'm hopeful each day each day I wake up and I'm like oh I want this to end <laughs> So, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same um, feeling, you know, it's just interesting. You know, I was telling my mom earlier, I was like, you know, people deal with things in their own regions, in their own part of the world. I said, but this is a global pandemic. I said, you know, if it was something that was just specific to Jackson or Mississippi, I would go home, you know, and be with my family. I was like, but this has, this hits, you cannot hide from this anywhere. 
So it's just an interesting thing to be living through. And I know it's a, it's a challenging thing for a lot of people, like I said, because, you know, on top of that, just we have the constant worry about family being here, you know, and friends being here. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is this is hard. So even my two-year-old, she's two, but she's, you know, so smart. She's like, she's ready to see her teacher. She's ready to see her friends. She want to go to school. I'm trying to explain things to her, like, you know, we're still on spring break right now, but we can FaceTime them and stuff like that. So I, I feel, you know, feel for our kids, too, because there is some trauma associated for them, too, you know. So I was talking to my cousin. I bought my cousin, son, me and her real tight. And I bought her son a a little art kid, a real nice art kid, back in Christmas. And she said he just now pulled it out, and she said it's really been therapy for him because he's really been fearful of this thing. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, man. So it's really like, man, we got to really pay attention. Matter of fact, I made a Facebook post not too long ago saying we really got to pay attention to those children. Right, right. You know, we're about to talk about, you know, wrong, you know, we talking about jobs and, and everything else, but these kids, I mean, they're, they're taking on Some situations at home is not all that great. Right, so, right. Yeah. So you got kids who was able to get a little break at school. Right. Now they got to be around this 24 hours. Listen, the adults in my family, uh, Katrina is very hard for them. And a lot of them, like, yeah. needed help, you know, and therapy Listen. and stuff. But one thing that was a mistake, I think, was that the kids were not included in that process and that they're still dealing with stuff. I know I'm, as an adult, like, it was challenging for me. I was in college when it happened. So, you know, like I said, a lot of times we you know, like you said, because we're wrapped up in ourselves that we're not really considering how other people are dealing with stuff and taking stuff. And that's another reason why I checked out of social media is like, you don't know people's level of mental health and people's level of anxiety. And for some people, that's not helpful for them. Like they don't need to be informed every second, you know, but, um, right. So, um, yeah. So yeah, y'all keep that in mind too. when Y'all posting over and over again, but, um, yeah, my daughter, she does. I hadn't told her what it is because I don't think she would be able to understand anyway. She's two, but I think she knows something is up because she's a little bit more attached to me than normal. And I usually see that behavior in her when she's not feeling well, or she might think we're not feeling well or something. So I know she knows something is up. So I just, I, I hate it for her because I know she wants the normal life again, but also she's two, so her, her attention span and memory is kind of sharp. So she kind of bounced back rather um, quickly, you know, when she asked things about that. But, yeah. So, yeah, this is hard for all of us. I hope this uh, little small p- period of time every week is helping you guys a little bit. I've done a lot of reading. Um, now I am, of course, I'm binging TV, too. And I'm working a little bit as well. Um, but I've started writing more. I've started drawing again. I hadn't really been drawing a painting probably in like 13 years. So that's something I picked back up. So there's been, you know, um, a positive side. Like I've been more creative, like I said, getting outside more. So I've been trying to do the healthier things. I have a friend. She's always telling me about these cool cocktails she's making. I'm like, man, am I doing this wrong? Like she's drinking, <laughs> like she's drinking all the cool stuff, and I'm sketching over here. I was like, maybe I'm doing this all wrong. So, uh, yeah, and I've been on a few Zoom parties. That's been cool too. So yeah, you know, whatever helps you get through this is not really no. Um, well, we don't want you guys to be like drugged out and like drunk, but you know, there's really no right way either. Like I'm not, 
an expert at this. Nobody is. This is our first pandemic, so global pandemic. But yeah, just make sure you take care of yourself, you know, yeah. guys. So, but I mean, so where can they keep abreast of everything that you do? Like I said, I'm, I'm going to include in the show notes, but you can tell us a little bit about a few places that people can follow you. Okay, of course you can follow me at uh, follow me at on my Facebook. Uh, that's my personal Facebook page. It's uh, Otis Wright Jr. Um, also uh, the Jackson Medical Mall uh, Facebook page. Um, also my Instagram, which is uh, my actual business Instagram, is AgEco2019. Uh, and that's on Instagram. Um, I haven't gotten on Twitter yet with my business. Um, I do have a personal Twitter account that I haven't used in two or three years. So I don't have, I, I don't even remember the passwords. So yeah. I don't Twitter much. I mean, I don't tweet much, but definitely can find me at, at Eco2019 on Instagram. Okay. And that's the page that I put up, you know, all the ag stuff and the stuff that we're uh, working on. And, um, and I always feel free uh, when things go back to normal to stop by. The Jackson Medical Mall. I'm there Monday through Friday and sometimes on Saturdays. Okay. Like, I I am, I feel mostly confident that, you know, my husband, my, I, my, me, my husband, and my Tyler, that we'll pay a visit. I can't say I'm going to do anything. I'm probably going to take pictures for Instagram because that's what the kids do. But <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing anything physical. We'll see. Miracles happen every day. <laughs> you guys are more than welcome. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you. yeah, I'm going to talk to you haters next week. Bye. <laughs>